The pod play is brought to you in part by Strand Brewing Company. Refining the craft beer movement in Los Angeles since 2009, Strand Brewing grew from a couple of guys in one overloaded and beat-up minivan to a statewide distribution brew house that includes restaurants up and down the West Coast to Costco and Whole Foods and a thriving 36,000-foot brew space slash taproom. I caught up with Joel, owner and brewer, to discuss the common thread in any successful startup, creativity and the skill of putting one foot in front of the other. You, you've asked me uh, several questions, whether you cool. realize it or not. Which, one which shall I answer? Um, All of them. Let's make a compound sentence. <laughs> Would you prefer semicolons like a or commas? A, a beat poet. Like a beat poet. All right. <laughs> so, to the normal person, uh, Strand has been around for about 10 years. I feel normal. Okay, I accept that rule. Um, what I mean by normal is the 40-hour workweek person. I myself have been an 80 to 100-hour-a-week person. So, you, if you ask me how long have I been in this location, I really I don't even know how to answer that question. Yeah, it's like ages and And trust times. me, once you get over 60 hours a week, you get into the 70, oh, yeah. 80, 100, you're, you might as well be working. Yeah, you're going back in time, baby. Right. You're going back into the last week and you're working some hours that you didn't get. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, having three young kids, I, I've also gone into time debt yes. with them. Yeah. Um, so, I, which, which question should I answer here? When you started, what was the scene like? Or you mean originally? Was there a scene? Originally? Was there a beer scene? Oh, nine? Yeah. No, there was, well, in L.A., no. Nothing. Um, there, there was a small brewery running out of Alpine Village. Really? Where the, they have the Oktoberfest? Yes. Yes, and the flea market. Okay. <laughs> uh, People were micro-brewing back then. No, home-brewing. Home-brewing. Right, Thank that's you. different. Okay, sorry. Uh... But there wasn't there wasn't the proliferation of breweries that we had. No, had. no, no. We we had a scene uh, that had I think was about ten or fifteen years old in San Diego. Okay. And and we had uh, since I, I believe the mid eighties, uh, you know, one of the original micro or craft breweries was Anchor Steam out yeah. of out of uh, San Francisco. I mean I know the brand. I am not right. saying yeah, I know what Well the significance is, is great. I mean, uh, about that time, laws started changing, tastes started changing. People were kind of understanding that they wanted more than the big, big three. Uh, but LA was sort of a wasteland. Yeah. And, and I, 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 you know, honestly, I, I hesitate, and I'll, I'll say this honestly. You can put this on or not. The original Angel City was the brewery that was out of, uh, what, what did I just say? San Diego. No. Alpine Village. Alpi- oh, really? Yeah. Um, but he, the guy who ran and owned it at that time, didn't build it. So along comes 09. In L.A., you've basically got, at that point, you've got Miller in Irwindale. You've got Budweiser in the Valley, yep. and you've got right off the 
130. No, that's actually the uh, 405, I think. Is that the 405? I think so. Yeah, the 405. Oh, right where it splits into the Hollywood Freeway. Just Is after. Van Nuys? Just after the, uh, the, one, the 101. Take the 101 <laughs> to Redondo Beach Boulevard so, and bang a left at the... By the way, ha- half of those people just don't... They don't nail California accent, no, by not. the way. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's what we had right. for beer right. in L.A. was Bud and Miller. So how did you uh, then get the cojones to say, oh, I- I'm going to brew beer? I can't say it was about cojones. I think um, I am pretty stupid a lot of times. Um, I, and when I, when I say that, what I mean is I, I tend to neglect my own sense of uh, trepidation. Does that make sense? Right, so I connect with you so, you know, maybe people question themselves. Whenever I question myself, I go, fuck that shit. No, you dig deeper. I, I don't want to give myself that much credit. I'm trying to say I'm so stupid that the fact that I question myself just goes unanswered. Okay. I connect with you on that in a different level. Uh, I, I don't know if, the, like, you're trying to assign some kind of, you know, no, 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 bra- no. brave... When How do you challenges say me, brave I, I in the past tense? I, I think when someone challenges me, I immediately go to why they're wrong, as opposed to listening to them and why they might be right. But if you listen to why they may be right, you'll never fucking get anything done. Well, a lot of people have a lot of opinions. And, it, and, and, and in a fact, lot of people haven't done anything. Right. And I had those same people tell me that I was crazy. Right. Certainly that was a thing. Right. And what I'm saying, though, is I don't know if maybe my problem is that I don't listen or I just don't care. Well, if that's a success story for a business, then I don't know if it's a problem or or a solution. Right. I agree with you. I don't know if it's a problem or a solution. Right. Right. I don't don't know. (laughs) No one knows. (laughs) Uh, Certainly someone, I hope, knows. Well, someone can look back and... Hopefully Bill Gates can look back and go, well, the solution was this. Well, wasn't he crazy, too? I mean, he was up against Wozniak and Jobs. and It was like, all in the garage, yeah. It was all just like, let's just keep on moving forward. It's all... American business is about putting one foot in front of the other. When, when you're right. sure of it or not. It's about fuck you. It's about fuck you. It's about I'm going forward. If you're not with me, I have to let you go. I love you. You don't have to love that. That's my thing, is like... If you're not with me, I get it. Why would you be? I have to move but forward. But I can't keep you around. Right. Right. You have to move forward. Whether it's right. off a cliff or into greener pastures. It's, it's well, it's taken me a while to figure that out, to be honest with you. I've, I've kept people around who were pointed in a different direction than I was. And it never works. Yeah. And it's not personal. No. It just is, hey, if I'm headed northwest and you're headed south... What business do we have working together? They're, 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 it's not productive. For anyone. Right. It's just hurtful. Right. It's hurtful. So. Doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> I, I mean, I got told I was crazy. The, yeah. Because there wasn't a market. I think that's putting too fine a point on it. That, that's in hindsight. In hindsight, you're absolutely correct. 
at the time, it just was. So there's probably like 10 I don't to 12 even understand that, what you're saying. There were ten to twelve people that were like, "I'm going to make wine coolers." Yeah, and two of them were Bargles and James. Right, but those were fictional characters. Those, right, those were like Millie Vanilli. All I'm saying is like <laughs> there, there, there are plenty of people that were like, "I'm going to make craft uh, Play-Doh for children," I, which actually might know. exist. Are there? Um, were there? But you decided to make beer. Now, if you go with a business plan and you say, I'm going to open a brewery and we're going to make uh, sour beers exclusively, you can get 10 to 12 people that are going to say, You could, yes. I understand your business plan. When you did it, people it was like, Why the fuck would you make beer? I can buy Budweiser at No, it wasn't, it wasn't even that sane. It was, Hey, uh, you know, we're, we're going to open a brewery. And I'm not kidding you. I'm quoting here when I say this. Oh, you mean like Budweiser? <laughs> no, I'm talking about a thousand square feet in a warehouse somewhere yeah. where you don't want to go <laughs> on the weekend. Yeah. And I'm going to make beer out of there. Yeah. And it was like, you know, speaking French to a Martian. Right. There was no connection. All right, Joel, let me ask you this question. How yes. do you know that Martians don't speak French? Uh, what is the preferred language of Martians? French. See? You fucked yourself. Yeah, I did. I'm saying. So, okay, so you have the idea that you're going to make your own beer, and people didn't Well, no, you, you, you missed a step, though. Okay, sorry. Don't be sorry. It's because I wasn't help. speaking French. <laughs> so, I, I, I think a, a really important part uh, of this story is why like how, how did we decide this it was a complete accident it should have never happened you're a stay at home dad and something's itching at you to create something and you decided to start creating beer why what what right. appeared to you that good, good you were able to decide I think that and I... And was there something that you were, you were judging again? Was it, this is the more fascinating question. No. Were you going to make, like, toaster cozies no. or beer? No. Maybe breaded chicken? No, not at all. Okay. What I can boil it down to is my mom... Boil is a key phrase. Let me simmer this down. Simmer is a key phrase. My mom was a complete fuck-up. As a kid, I didn't understand that. She was very, very much a cheerleader for me in a way that I think ultimately was not healthy. What I came away from that relationship understanding, whether it's true or not, was that let's have a fucking adventure. What I gained from my mom was a sense of let's have an adventure That's whether huge. whether I knew it or not at the time let's go have an adventure and really it, it was circumstantial and I can't uh, like it would take me 14 days to really explain all the de- uh, you know the ins and outs and the details and the nuances of how we got to that point but that worked for me 
I mean, I, I'm very much, yes, let's have an adventure type person. And so we, we sort of accidentally fell into this idea of starting a brewery. And I thought, this is an adventure. This is going to be cool. Yeah, yeah. N- nobody understands what I'm talking about. Right. What better adventure than most people don't get it? Right. Right? That's when the adventure is the best. You, you're kind of like, oh, that's a real adventure. Yeah. Nobody gets it. So how do you turn an adventure into a successful enterprise? You just, like you said, one foot in front of the other. You just go. You don't stop. I mean, I literally got told, like, you are insane. I got told you're, this is not going to work. When did you realize you were on to something? Oh, I still haven't. And what, what, sorry. Okay. <laughs> when did you realize that you'd be able to stay in business? I still haven't. Okay. What was the first thing you sold? We sold a version of our 24th Street Pale Ale that was like, you, you had to work to get it down. It was like a, a triple IPA. It was nothing like what we meant for it to be. I mean, and to tell you the backstory, we ended up buying a piece of equipment that arrived unusable. You started the company on a faulty piece of equipment, which any good company should start on a faulty piece of equipment. Figuratively and literally. There were three of us originally. You know, my good friend was supposed to be the brewer. He had brewed, as, as long as I had known him, he'd been brewing at home. But he was also very... Um, wishy-washy you know he he started projects and never finished them the only thing that was consistent in his life was surfing and brewing what did he brew what kind of beer i mean we we brewed pale ale and and things that you couldn't get at the time this must have been 91 92 so you and there were three people and your buddy was making beers and he would make them work in your closet because because that's how you did it. Or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. So we started the company because I thought, well, he's been hit and miss on just about everything else, but he's been consistent on brewing. So why not set him up so he can brew professionally? We'll get Rich involved. You know, he on numerous occasions had sold me the shirt I was wearing and I was thanking him for it. So you knew Rich as a salesman of anything. And where are we right now? Are we in California or are we yes. in Hawaii? No, we're in California okay. and we're in the early 90s. Okay. But, you know, we lived in a bubble. You know, Where's you, it was out here? At that point, I was South Bay. Yeah. In Hermosa? I lived in Hermosa. And this was when Hermosa was still basically a crack town. Is it still there? No. It's, it's like been a... torn down and rebuilt. The beautiful thing about that place was it leaked. Oh, yeah. We, we would put pots and pans out in the living room. Yeah. Yeah. So your buddy's brewing. You're uh, aging it in your, 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 your closet. Yeah. And I thought, well, let's put these all elements all together. I'll run the company. Rich will sell it. The other guy will make it. And I, I don't really want to say his name because I don't want him to get mad. Is he uh, a ninja? I wish he were a ninja. No, you don't. 
because he could come in and silence us. At least us then that would be something. <laughs> I would respect that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, for good. sure. But to, to, to get to your, your question, how do you start with a piece of equipment that is useless? The piece of equipment arrived and it didn't have all the pieces. Turns out this gentleman who was selling it had sold it to a couple other people too. And the only reason we got it is because I was sort of a dick about you put it on the truck and then I'll pay you. So we we just happened to be the guys who got it. So we we really fix it. I had to learn how to weld. Right. Because back then you couldn't just go on the internet and go YouTube fix. No, you couldn't. What was the part called? Uh, what was the thing that you got that... Well, it was the brew house. Yeah. So it's like a thing that you ferment the... No, it's, it's, it's where you... You know, when you make beer, and this is sort of important to explain this whole thing, is when you make beer, you essentially make a tea out of uh, barley and hops, and then you ferment it. But so you need something to make that in. You, you've got to first make the tea. You know, it's like you have a kettle at home, you boil hot water, yeah. you make your tea, and then imagine you took that tea and then fermented it. Okay. So if you have the equipment to make the tea, you're good to go. But if the equipment you have to make the tea doesn't work, what, right. what are you going to do? So what did you do? So I bought this welder on eBay and then just had to figure out how to do it. So you welded this motherfucker Yeah, and it's working. stainless, which I hear is hard to do. That's what they tell me. Wasn't hard for you. It was hard for me, but that's but where I started. Right, you got to do what you got to do. And then it worked. Yes. And, and then you made beer. Yes. And then what happened to that beer? Well, you... You know, even getting beyond the point of, hey, I want to start a brewery. Can I borrow money? I don't know what you're talking about, that conversation. Then it became, hey, I started a brewery. Will you buy it? <laughs> and then it was like, you did what? Why would I buy that? I've so got... you had to go to restaurants. Yeah. Well, that's where Rich came in. Wow. And we had to convince people to go against their very grain. Right. Well, we've had the same four tap handles on for the last 20 years. Why on earth would I do this? Like, I don't even understand what you're doing, and now I don't understand what you're selling me. The beautiful thing was there were a few people who adopted it early on that really, really understood. And it was, it was like they had a crystal ball. Right. There were people who really... Because there are companies now that won't even take breweries that have more than, like, a couple of... In fact, of shit. in fact, we have lost handles because we are now, too quote, big. too big. Yes. Right. Crazy. And so I you think... you started it. Right. It's a monster. And now you're being punished. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Isn't that awesome, though? That's fucking great. It's kind of cool in one way, but... <clears throat> kind of douchey in the kinda other. Kind of bullshit in the other way. Like, at least you got to say, well, I wouldn't normally take anyone who's bigger than X size, but since you started it, I'll... Of course I'll well, play you. And, and uh, you guys aren't owned by anyone else, so you're still that's making right. your own beer. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. Right. So early on, the relationship with my friend fell apart, the brewer. I actually I ended up firing him and locking him out. So I lost a friend. 
And I've been asked before, uh, was that hard to do? And my answer is no, it wasn't hard to do. Don't fuck with me. Okay. We're good to go. <laughs> I'm not going to fuck with you. You can. You're just going to lock me out? No, I won't. No. No? No. It's different. Okay. I think you should lock me out if I fuck with you. I think that's a good, that's a good thing to live by. I, I think that... Um, People shouldn't fuck with each other. There's no time to fuck with each other. You, can I tell you an interesting side story? Please. Turns out uh, we're Scottish. All of us? Elliot's. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I it, thought you were going to just make a reservation. No, no, no. We're, we're all, all good. Scottish. That's it. I'm done. We're all Scottish. <laughs> it turns out that the Elliot's are Scottish and we have our own clan. We're, we're not like some Scots that are all combined into one clan. They, there is an Elliot clan and our unofficial motto is, and I translate roughly, wait, who's fucking with me? <laughs> And it, you know, since I learned that, I was like, oh, yes. I identify with that. Even the tone is very high. Wait, Completely. who's fucking with Wait, me? Wait, who's fucking with me? Which I love. Um, so I very much live that way. I'm good until you fuck with me, and then we're, we're going to throw down. Until then, I love you to death. Where am I going with this shit? I don't know. It's a business plan. You can cut. Yeah, right. It really is. It is. Let's go. It's a good business plan. Let's do this. When did you open up the first tapper? That wasn't for a couple years. I mean, that wasn't something any anyone understood. At that time, you didn't go to Torrance to a warehouse to drink beer. Right. And now it's like a pastime. Now there's buses that take people from brew house to brew house that was a thing in San Diego but people in LA didn't even know what the hell that was isn't there six breweries over in Torrance here I think so something like that yeah and directly or indirectly we've helped them all start here like we've really tried to kind of build it yeah we've been inclusive not you know we haven't pushed people out yeah as, as someone that came into the game early, where do you see the exit? I don't know. Do, you don't have to answer that question. Do I have to see an exit? No, I don't think it's good to I, see an I exit. I guess I... How do you evolve? What, right. what do you think the evolution is? That's a better question. I think that, um, you know, we've, we've kind of watched... At least in the L.A. area, we've, we've kind of seen it all come and go. I think people are understanding more and more what they enjoy in terms of uh, beer. And I really think that it, it, it's not up to me. I, I think that we're just trying to help give people the opportunity to figure out what they like you know it's like any art like I, I can do what I feel is right but does anyone get it I guess for me it, my philosophy my approach is would I want to drink this and I, I, you know I'm honestly I'm not 
a big I'm not promoting the idea of, of heavy drinking it just is there are some amazing beers that you just want to taste yeah and then you're done yeah I could never have it again in my life right Right. There are other beers I want to have with food, and I want to have another one, and I want to have more pizza, or I want to have a burger, or you know, even like you know, any vegan food. Like uh, it just they they seem to go well together, and it's like this thing that they play off each other. I hope that we can be part of that. You know the the, and it's back to what we talked about before. Are we talking bitches brew, or are we talking? kind of blue is it something Something that that you can live on or something you just want to taste something that promotes something else is kind of a beautiful thing yeah if something something can can piggyback or uh, be the appropriate base for a piggyback right it's more holistic yeah it's like is it inclusive of other things Do, do these play off each other is it like also, what I think is fascinating about running a brewery is you can make a more complicated brew that only appeals to five uh, percent of your crowd, and you're not. If you make the size of the the amount, the the product small enough, you don't have to lose your shirt on it, but you keep that person interested. Right. So yeah, for sure, uh, the the tap room is certainly gives us the ability to play. Right. Right. We do cool. small batches. We keep it exciting. Honestly, it's something we really haven't ever been able to do at Strand. Keeping it exciting. I think that is like one of the most exciting things about doing any business, whether you're fucking making socks or brewing beer or, or making sandwiches. If you can appeal to people's sense of boundaries and how can I push my boundaries a little more then I think you get it and I think that's the exciting thing about American business and it doesn't necessarily even have to be uber successful if if, if you're a diner that continues to serve the same shit week after week after week God bless you but what's in it for you man how are you engaging that customer to give you feedback so that you can shine I agree I think that uh, some combination of those things is a very successful Isn't business model why we model. get out of fucking bed like to engage some I think it's both to be honest with you I think when you wake up in the morning you, you I don't think any of us enjoys not knowing what the heck's going to happen at all yeah we want to have some consistency in our lives and sure. we, we want to have control over what boundaries we push a brewery is a great place to do that yeah. you've got six seven eight beers that you know are going to be there day in day out i know i can order that pale ale it's going to be there it's going to be the same but what if one night i feel like you know a little excited let me try a coffee that's stout. how starbucks thrives they is push their, their boundaries a little bit every every season and have right i don't it doesn't appeal to me that i don't want an eggnog you know Ostrich egg latte. It's not. I just fucking don't care about that. But there are people that care about that, and if they go in there and they're being appealed, like there is someone actively trying to appeal to that audience, that's a beautiful thing. I don't have a. I don't have a hard time with Starbucks. I think that they do a good job. 
I wonder though if you don't enjoy that on some level. The ostrich egg latte. Yes. Sure. You may not order it. No. But there I, is I think something it's that, that there's something keep, on the menu that I You're still gonna order yeah. your drip. They're exciting. But you're gonna They're go an in there. Company that's innovative. You're even you're gonna not pay money to smell it. Right. And you're gonna you're gonna go, oh wow, this is I'm the dickhead new. that goes in there and buys a double espresso and then just uses the milk at the fucking bar to make a fucking latte. I'm that jerk. Guess what? I would And it tastes better. Venture to guess that they've calculated you into their business sure. model. The old There are about ten of you in the US. <laughs> the old motherfucker. <laughs> That's why Chick-fil-A stopped putting sauces out, because I would just take the sauces home. Oh, I thought they were being environmentally responsible. No, 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 no. They just know that it's I'm going to come in and take all their Chick-fil-A sauce and try to fry chicken at home and then put Chick-fil-A sauce on <laughs> um, You've never invited me home for Chick-fil-A. No. dave Filet. It's because it doesn't work anymore. Chick-fil-A, Dave. <laughs> I, I enjoy uh, struggling. If, if I don't feel like I'm fighting and struggling, I don't feel like it's worth it. Right. If I'm a success, well, then let's start a new adventure. To hear more on this and other successful creative business owners talk about their own thoughts on the creative process that drives their businesses, check out thepodplay.com slash drivers or search it out anywhere you get your podcasts. Strand Brewing Company, bringing you the best beachside beer since 2009.